It's time once again for the Go-Giver Podcast, where we explore five timeless principles that will increase the profitability of your business and the joy in your life. Now, here's your host, the co-author of The Go-Giver, Bob Berg. Hello again, I'm Bob Berg, and we have what I hope you'll find to be an interesting and value-packed show today. Entrepreneurship is the engine that drives all prosperity in any market-based economy. Children, as the saying goes, are indeed our future. Put the two of them together, entrepreneurship and children, and it's a powerful combination. We'll discuss that in our Thought of the Day. And later in today's interview, we'll speak to a young entrepreneur who was extremely young when she started and is already an author and podcast host aside from her regular job. That and more on today's show. I thank you for joining us. When Cameron Johnson was just nine years old, he went into business for himself. His first entrepreneurial venture was started with $50 and a home computer. It was a greeting card company, which he called Cheers and Tears. When he was 11, a man by the name of Pierre Omidar created eBay, the online auction site, and Cameron started selling Beanie Babies online. He placed his first order from the manufacturer for 2,000 units. Pretty soon, he was carrying an inventory of 5,000 Beanie Babies in his basement, filling 40 orders a day at a very healthy profit. By age 13, he was the second largest Beanie Baby retailer on the internet. He netted $50,000 that year. Learning as he went along and starting different businesses throughout school, Cameron made his first million by the time he graduated high school. He's now a successful young business person in Virginia. I love stories like that because it shows that if you find a way to create value for the marketplace, your age really matters little. And Cameron, while his young success was indeed extraordinary, is far from the only one doing these things. I read about these stories quite a bit, and they're always inspiring. I recently spoke at a local middle school to a group of students, many of whom are already entrepreneurs, others who desire to be. And one thing I told them that I hope they really got is that the reason for their going into business for themselves so early isn't only the fact that they can make extra money, though that's certainly a worthwhile reason. Of greater importance, in my opinion, is so that they can have the satisfaction of knowing that they're doing something productive, knowing that they're adding value to the lives of others, to the economy as a whole, and that they're creating habits that will serve them for the rest of their lives. After all, if they're going to be successful as very young entrepreneurs, they'll have to learn how to do the correct things in the correct way and do so consistently, even when they might not feel like it. And they'll need to take responsibility for the results. And what a great thing for a young person today to learn. Hey, if you enjoyed John David Mann's and my business parable, The Go-Giver, I'd like to let you know about our newest book, The Go-Giver Leader, also a parable and set in the same fictional town as The Go-Giver, with some inside references that readers of the original book will enjoy bumping into. This new story follows what happens when an unexpectedly wise mentor named Aunt L takes the ambitious young Ben under her wing and shifts his focus in a way he didn't see coming. The question is not whether we're called to lead. We all are. The question is whether or not we answer that call, and if so, how. 
because there are two kinds of leadership. You can take leadership or you can give leadership. It's a choice and an important one at that. The book is available now, so go to thegogiver.com and scroll down to the book cover. Simon Sinek, author of the bestsellers Start With Why and Leaders Eat Last, wrote, We should all seek to practice the message illustrated so elegantly in The Go-Giver Leader. Great leaders don't try to act like leaders, they strive to be more human. Other endorsers included the publisher of Success Magazine, the former president of Southwest Airlines, and many others. You'll find them at the book page when you visit www.thegogiver.com and scroll down just a bit. We hope you enjoy it and find it to be of value. In the first segment, we talked about Cameron Johnson, who began his first business at age nine. Our guest today began her first business at nine, though officially even a bit earlier. When she was just seven years old, Gabrielle Jordan, who'd had a thing for her mother's jewelry from as far back as she could remember, which at seven years old wasn't really that far back, decided to begin her entrepreneurial life by selling jewelry to kids like her who also liked jewelry. The problem was there wasn't a lot out there that kids could afford that still looked good. So she went on the internet and searched out sources and suppliers and found one. Another challenge was that she didn't know how to make jewelry that she could sell. So she found a jewelry design tutorial on YouTube, learned how to do it, and began selling jewelry. Now 15 and owner of Jewels of Jordan, She's now a business veteran who continues to expand her reach. She's already written a book. It's titled The Making of a Young Entrepreneur, A Kid's Guide to Developing the Mindset for Success. I have mine right here highlighted, underlined, lots of sticky notes. It's wonderful, as is she. She's already a seasoned speaker, having presented for a number of youth and adult organizations, and she's a frequent media guest. With her mom, she co-founded the Excel Youth Mentoring Institute, which includes a very popular video podcast where she provides advice, interviews other young entrepreneurs, and once a month even interviews old people. Last month was yours truly, which was truly an honor for me. Visit her at GabrielleJordanInspires.com and JewelsOfJordan.com. That's J-E-W-L-Z-O-F. J-O-R-D-A-N.com. Sign up for her resources there and, of course, get her book for all the young and even not-so-young entrepreneurs in your life. Hello, Miss Gabrielle. Hello, Mr. Bob. Thank you for having me. It's my absolute pleasure. So I gave a, a tiny bit of your entrepreneurial beginning. Yes. Tell us more, though. What, what, what's the story? Well, so as you said, I started making jewelry at seven years old, but, you know, I had really always loved jewelry. I've always had just a strong attraction to the shininess and just to be around it. I'd find things on the ground and make things out of it. And yeah, I, I just always had this love for jewelry, but it was seven years old when I decided that I actually wanted to learn how to make it. So I went on YouTube and I basically self-taught myself uh, using the platform. And once I kind of got the hang of it, I started bringing my pieces to school and people actually started buying it. I never expected that people would buy it. I just thought they'd <laughs> like it. But uh, people were buying it. And so I continued to sell it on the playground and on the school bus. Um, and I was actually making money. 
And it wasn't until like a few months later that I started telling my parents that I was making money. (laughs) Um, And when they found out about that, they told me about how I have five generations of entrepreneurs on my Mm. mom's side, she's the fifth generation. And that if I wanted to be an entrepreneur, if I wanted to take this jewelry and make it a business, then I could be the sixth generation. And so at nine years old, I decided to be the sixth generation and start Jewels of Jordan. Oh, I love that. And we're going to we're going to talk in a while about the importance of of support like that, support of uh, encouragement. How how wonderful. Now, yeah. one of the things I loved in the book, uh it's even in the subtitle. It's it's that you began with the mindset. Now, I I I want to ask why you feel that's so important. And I also want to ask, if I may, do the kids you teach realize at the beginning how important mindset is? Or do they think, come on, Gabrielle, that's silly. Let's let's get to the how-to stuff. Right, right, right. So first, the reason why I feel like mindset is so important is because that's where everything begins. It be, start, everything that you do, it starts in your mind. It, that, you know, you think up something, you you create something in your mind. And when you're going about doing something, if you don't have the right mindset, if you are not focused enough, if you are not mentally strong enough to do the things that you need to do, then you will have a hard time succeeding. And for me, when I started Jewel Jordan, uh, I didn't have that mentally strong mind, even though my parents um, continued to train me, even at a very young age, to have a strong mindset. I was still very young, and I didn't have as strong of a mindset as I do now. And so when I was starting my business, I just had a lot of fear and a lot of doubt, and I wasn't quite sure if I would succeed or anything like that. And so that's why I find that mindset is really important, because when you can develop a strong mindset, a strong sense of value in your company and who you are and knowing what it is that you want, having confidence in uh, what it is that you can achieve, what you're capable of and being aware of, you know, what failure is and being aware of how to gain success and all these different things that kind of go into developing a strong mindset, not just in business and in life is is very important. And when it comes to when I mentor these young people, uh, I don't even think they quite understand what mindset really is. They think some of them think that it's just thinking. Some of them think it's just, oh, an idea or it's just how your mind works, if you're smart or not. No, that's not mindset. And a lot of them don't really understand why I talk about it so much until I get into it, why it's so important. And, um, you know, a lot of what I say especially in the mastermind, which I do, I think it really opens their minds to what the importance of it is because without a strong mindset, you can, it's, it's easy to fail. You, you'll, you'll definitely fail if you don't have that mindset, that platform. That yeah, so, so your first job is to educate them about the importance of, of mindset, exactly. which is fantastic. Now, you advise to do something, if possible, that you like. In your case, jewelry. You have a love for jewelry. It's a passion of yours. But let's, let's face it, a young boy or young girl who starts a um, a service mowing lawns yeah. may not have a passion for sweating in the hot sun for a few hours at a right, time. Right. But yeah. do you find that it's also okay, even if you're not in love with your product or service, mm-hmm. that maybe you can simply appreciate the opportunity itself? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I am not a salesperson. I love jewelry, but I am not a salesperson. I don't really like to go out to these events and sell. Uh, but I do realize that there is a there's opportunity within that because that's my way of 
selling and making my money from the jewelry. So with young people, especially starting young and kind of getting into this, this mindset of business, you're not going to love every aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But some things, they're opportunities and you right. have to take them. And again, even with mindset on that, not thinking the way, oh, I hate this. Oh, I really don't want to do this. Oh, this is terrible. But rather in the way, this is how I'm going to make my mark. This is how I'm going to grow. This is what I need to do. So, uh, uh, excellent. How would you advise a young entrepreneur, a teen entrepreneur, preteen entrepreneur, what have you, to get started? Is a a business plan important even for a teen entrepreneur? Yes, definitely a business plan. It doesn't have to be all out like perfectly outlined with a business plan professional or whatever. Um, It just has to kind of, it has to have the basis. Like what is is your mission? What is it that you hope to accomplish with this company? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of, I feel like the, well, when I started my business, my business plan really just consisted of what it was that I wanted to do, what were my goals, and how I planned on reaching them. That was my my simple, mm-hmm. very basic business plan. And I feel like every young person should have a plan for what they want to do, whether it be a business, um, but they should have a plan for how they plan on reaching their goals and how they plan on doing the things that they want to do because that's it's important to have a guideline. Okay, so let's talk about one of the aspects of Gabrielle Wisdom that I just loved. You said, <laughs> beware of dream stealers. Tell us more about that. Yes. So uh, what I called them in the book was, um, what did I call them? Uh, what? Uh, Dream killers. Yeah, dream killers. Excuse me, dream killers. Yeah, you're good. Um, No, no, no. yeah. I call them dream killers, and you know that word goes around a lot. There's a lot of different names for it, but (laughs) for me, it was kind of because when I was in sixth grade, I tried not to let anybody know about my business because I had a feeling that there were going to be these people that were going to try and tell me that my business was going to mm-hmm. fail. There were going to be these try- these kind of people that were going to try and you know make me feel like you know, this wasn't going to succeed or anything like that. And so uh, even though I hadn't experienced real dream killers yet, I just had this feeling that I was going to experience something I did not want to experience. I was going to find people that were going to be terrible, going to be bullies. And so I tried to keep my business a secret uh, kind of until I got to know people. And what happened was uh, in sixth grade, Fox 5 came to my school, which is a news station, um, came to my school. And interviewed me during class, during school hours, as we walked through the hallways, kids staring at the cl- out the classroom, watching me be interviewed. And well, they- I'd say, yeah, that put an end to the anonymity right there. Yeah, yeah. And immediately, everything that I was hoping wouldn't happen, everything that I feared happened. I had these dream killers, these people that would come up to me or behind my back, tell me that my business was a, was going to be a failure or you're a liar or um, or um, your jewelry came from the dollar store. Whatever it is, they would say these mm, things and mm, they would mm. tell me these things. And a lot of the words did affect me. They hurt me. And because it's bullying, it's hard to kind of come through that and to work through that. It is. I'm sorry that happened. But I find the moment where I kind of realized that it didn't mean anything, that it, I didn't really need to hear it, that didn't need to affect me, um, was when one of my friends came up to me and she was like, hey, this one person said such and such, and I said, stop. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to hear it. I don't need to hear it. No. I'm good. It doesn't help me in any way. And when that, kind of in that moment, it was as if I realized what someone had to say about me does not need 
to mean anything to me unless I want it. Exactly. You know, I have the final say if it's going to hurt me, if it's going to get into me, whether it's good or bad. I feel like with young people that are struggling with bullying, dream killers, even adults that are struggling with these people, you just have to realize you have to have this confidence, develop this confidence in yourself um, to say, I don't need to hear it. It doesn't mean anything to me because it's not true. I'm the person that says it's true or not. I'm the person with the final say. And I say that these dream killers have no effect on me. Ah, such wisdom, such wisdom. <laughs> I, I love that. Now, I, and and much of that wisdom is the result of your, your upbringing. Uh, you are, are truly blessed, and I got to speak to your mom, and she's a lovely woman. Oh, yes. You have very, very encouraging parents. Now, sadly, that's not always the case. How does a... How does a youngster, how do you advise the young entrepreneurs without that kind of emotional support system to, to find that kind of nourishment? I find it's about finding mentors because I know a lot of young people that don't have that much support from their parents. Um, so what you need to do is you need to find mentors, which again is not as easy. It's not as easily said. It's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of having that initiative to find first find role models, people uh, that you look up to that are in your field of business. Like if they have a business, they're a chef or something, kind of watching their YouTube videos or, you know, going on their pages, you know, finding that role model. And then when you are kind of in the developing process, maybe you're on Instagram or on Facebook, reach out to people and ask them, hey, can you be my mentor? Reach out to people and say, hey, do you have any tips for me? It's really about having that initiative and that reason that want to, you know, find someone that can help you to grow because that that's really up to you. That 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 piece is up to you to find those people that you that can help you. And whether it be for your business or not, maybe you just need to find a friend or someone that can just support you or a teacher or a pastor, whatever, whoever it is to kind of support you with this if you don't have that at home. Okay, 15 years old, I want to be you when I grow up. <laughs> now, I want to uh, I want to end with a bit of a recap, something you wrote on page 66 near the end of the book, and then I want to let people know how they can get in touch with you and how they can have their kids take advantage of your mentoring through your, your programs. You wrote the following as sort of a, a summary. Always follow your dreams. Practice to become the best you can be. Ignore the people who say you can't do it. Plan your course. Keep getting better every day. Always act like and be a leader and make the customer feel good. Wow. And you can learn more about Gabrielle Jordan by visiting GabrielleJordanInspires.com. That's G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-E, JordanInspires.com. Get her book there. If you have young people in your life, join her Excel Youth Mentoring Institute. It's free, and subscribers will have access to the Excel with a Gabrielle video podcast, which can which will be delivered uh, to their uh, inbox on Sunday evenings. They'll also receive inspirational messages, practical advice from Gabrielle, and and of course for some great. And I've got to say this for some great mom and daughter matching jewelry. The place mm-hmm. to go is Jewels of Jordan. That's uh, J E W L Z. O-F-J-O-R-D-A-N, jewelsofjordan.com. Congratulations, my friend. You're an inspiration. I I wish you the very best for continued success. Thank you so much, Mr. Bob. (laughs) The main lesson I learned from Gabrielle is that desire and quality is no match for age. 
young or not so young. A successful business, a successful life, is the result of following certain principles that have proven to work. What about you? Are you following the advice of this very wise 15-year-old we just heard from? I think I need to reread her book. Please feel free to write to me at bob at berg.com and let me know your thoughts. We might even share your email on an upcoming program. Remember, The Go-Giver makes an excellent gift to those in your life in order to help them lead better, sell more, and touch the lives of more people in positive and significant ways. Visit thegogiver.com and check out the new expanded edition of the book. And check out John David Mann's and my brand new book, The Go-Giver Leader. Very excited about that, as you can tell. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and provide a review on iTunes. Visit thegogiver.com slash reviews. I enjoy reading every review. And your review will also help others to much more easily find this show. That's all for today. The Go-Giver podcast is brought to you by thegogiver.com. Visit www.thegogiver.com and get our free special report, The Go-Giver Way, Five Principles for Creating a Culture of Excellence. That's thegogiver.com. Stop on by. Thank you so much for joining me. And until next time, I'm Bob Berg. Make it a great day.